What's up, buddy? We're driving with Joe, August 7, 2017, and we're back on with Jimmy from West Iceland. Jimmy, this is your uh, your weekly spot, man. So it's going to be the week with the Greek. Jimmy, Jimmy <laughs> the Greek, Jimmy K from West Iceland. So we're going to go, we're going to run through everything, man. What's going on? Where are you driving right now? I'm leaving the parking lot of my job, trying to get home before it starts raining again been pretty bad out here, so I am uh, <clears throat> just leaving work now, Hawpaw, to West Islip now. What's up, bro? How was Ocean City? Ocean City was great, man. Great time with the family. I know uh, Jimmy over here was in Hershey. How was Hershey? Hershey was good. The rain, the rain was bad on Friday, but other than that, it was good. You know, about the kids. Kids had fun. Rides, the whole thing. Nice, nice. You got to have that. You got to have the vacation time. Hey, listen, Jimmy. Let's. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with a lot of stuff. First of all, I'm gonna save some fun stuff for later. But did you hear about the Jets? Anunwa's out for the year. Did you hear that? Were you at work? No, I did not. The receiver, uh, Quincy Anunwa, the only person that anyone would ever draft in their fantasy draft this year. Yeah, he's Jets. out for the year. What happened? Out for the year. The guy fell, non-contact, hurt his neck. They report he's out for the year. I don't understand how that happens. Non-contact. I don't know. I mean, you're talking to somebody who's a Viking fan, Teddy Bridgewater. Has that been out for two years with a non-contact injury? Yeah, but not his I don't neck. understand either. These freaking guys, man. Pains of glasses. Quincy Anunua, what a joke. And then and then I'm reading, too, Hackenberg, you know, the big number two, the uh, yeah. second-round pick yeah. there for few years. Yeah. He, he got kicked out of practice today. This <laughs> idiot. What, fighting or being late? No, I wish. I wish he'd show a pair of balls. He got kicked out of practice. No joke. The reporters, he got kicked out because he did not know how to break a huddle. Oh, yeah, you believe yeah. this? This is the Jets season right now. It didn't even start. Oh, man. Wow. The, best thing about, the best thing about going to a Jets game is going to be the tailgate, and the worst thing about going to a Jets game is going to be the Jets game. That's how yeah, it's Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Well, kind of been like that i mean the one thing here is listen you could have a noon you could have you could have you know hackenberg have a great season the jets are still going to come in last place they're not a good team and oh yeah you know, oh, they're, they're they're you know and unfortunately they're just getting worse and worse they're a team that just needs so many pieces you know so it's 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 a tough thing but that's well, Jets Todd, for you yo that i know it's life for jeff fan todd ball sucks I don't know who's worse, him or Terry Collins. Todd Bowles sucks. Well, so when bad. I think of Todd Bowles, I think it. When I think of Todd Bowles, I think of probably a really good guy, but kind of the same thing as I had with Leslie Frazier as coach of the Vikings. It, you kind of want. I mean, it's football, right? You want a guy that has a little bit of feeling and kind of, you know, shows a little bit of emotion. You know, you're talking about a game. I, I coach you football, and I took it. It's a game where every play ends with a body hitting the ground. It's a tough yeah. game. So you got to play with emotion. So if you got a coach that has no emotion, how the hell is – I just don't – I don't get coaches like that. Jim Caldwell type guys, you know, the guys that just sit there just don't have any emotion as a football guy. Just for some reason, I just don't get it. And Todd Bowles, Leslie Frazier, Jim Caldwell all sit in that same category for me. So I'm never really high on those guys anyway, so – yeah, and the category yeah. they sit in, too, is a category of coaches that don't know how to win. I mean, it's just you yeah. can't get behind them. You can't, 
You got to lead grown men, millionaire players. They can't lead anybody. Todd Bowles, he doesn't know what the hell's going on on the sideline. You see him during a game, he's a freaking joke, man. It's so bad. It's, it Jets are so disgusting. I'm sure I'm going to rant and rave about that when the season's on. Yeah. The other, well, the good the, thing is that you're not going into it with high expectations. You're going into it thinking number no. one draft pick next year. So, you know. No. Listen, this is what's going to happen. The Jets are going to be the Jets are going to be uh, two and and uh, and thirteen, you know, and uh, they're going to win the last game. And it's going to knock them out. They'll go three and thirteen. It'll knock them out of the number one pick. They'll win a meaningless yeah. game at the end of the year by a field goal in overtime. I've seen it before, and they just kill you every, every step where they kill you. And if they get the first pick, the kid from freaking from California is going to opt. He's going to go back to college anyway. Nobody wants to play for the Jets. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's well, so bad. Yeah, no, it, it is. It's definitely tough, and uh, but you know, I mean, listen. At the end of the day, you look at you know, all right, Denver won a couple of years ago, but you know, you, you look. It's almost like with the Patriots, the Patriots are in it every year, or they're in the AFC Championship pretty much every year, kind of like the, what the Bulls did in the '90s. So it's like every other team. It's good to make the playoffs and stuff, but. You know, all these other teams at the end of the day are in the same spot as the Jets, and that's not that's not in the Super Bowl because the Pats are always there, and you know they're always in the big spot. It's really just been the Patriots, you know, for the most part, and the Patriots, the Steelers, and you know Denver. You know, I mean, there's a, none of these other teams ever really make it into the AFC Championship. No, you get you get you get so, the Ravens, you get the Ravens, Ravens and they got the Killers. When the, when yeah, the, the Colts that one up, year, yeah. but yeah, uh, when Ray Lewis is ready to retire. And he threatens everyone with murder. Then they freaking get to the Super Bowl and they win. You know, freaking Ray Lewis. I, I told you, I don't know if you listened to the last driving with Joe, Joe few, actually a few ones back, driving through Baltimore using the Waze app. I swear, I found the bodies that Ray Lewis buried. Baltimore is not ah. a good area. Not a good area at all. Jeez. No, there's a lot Crazy. of places like that, yeah. Yeah. So, all right, so that's the Jets. They're a disaster. Let me tell you, let, let's go to your team because I know you want to talk about the Vikings. Give me something on the Vikings to get excited about. We talked about the fantasy aspect last time we were on the phone, but what are you hearing out of training camp? I'm going to give you about 30 seconds on it because you're the only Vikings fan on in New York. You're so good. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, not all that, not all that much. We got our problems in there with guys getting into fights. But I know Treadwell just got, you know, got into a little bit of a scuffle, and I, I'm happy about that because he, he, I want him to get on the field. I want him showing a little bit of. Uh, uh, of, uh, you know, a chip on the shoulder. But, you know, the one thing for us this year is that what decimated us last year was uh, was offensive line. So we got that kid, Riley Reef, and then he's got Mike Remmers, who is really kind of a B lineman, but we paid A money for him because that's just what happens with offensive linemen. You, you kind of overpay for blocking. You can never have enough blocking um, no matter what kind of game you're running, right, it's whether you're, you're a passing or a running team. So, yep. um, you know, that's the one really – big thing that we're look that I'm looking for here. Obviously I think that our middle linebackers and Barr and uh and Kendrick need to uh need to really kind of step up again this year. Um I'm thinking that uh you, you know that's pretty much I think our defense is okay. I don't think there's any problems with our defense. I think at the end of the day it kinda of comes down to it, uh, is our offensive line gonna stay healthy enough to block and uh, is our running game going to be a little bit better than the two yards or the three yards that McKinnon and Asiata and, and, and all those guys gave us last year? So it's really offensive, you know, around the offense. And, 
You know, we'll see what Listen. the season starts. Listen, I don't know where else you're going to get Vikings inside like that. So I was driving with Joe with the week with the Greek and Jimmy from West <laughs> Island. <laughs> and we did sign Xavier Rhodes to a five-year extension, which I'm very, very it, happy about. Stop it. A bunch of names no one cares about. We live on uh, Long Island, man. New York. It's you and one other Vikings fan who lives in Queens probably somewhere in a, in a one-bedroom apartment with his parents. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> there's no other Vikings fans around. Did we talk about no. Jets? I gave you 30 seconds on the Vikings. The Giants, uh, the Giants, what do you think about the Giants? I think Beckham's a freak, but he's a baby. I think he matures a little more this year after the whole boat trip and everything else. Eli's still nod every time with that stupid look on his face, but he gets the job done in the playoffs. And I got they got no I running think, game. The Giants yeah, have no running. Listen, listen. But they got Manning, Perkins? Eli, listen, Eli Manning, he's got Perkins, but Eli Manning is going to throw the ball 40 times a game. It, it, that, that offense is going to be the Drew Brees offense. You know, Aaron Rodgers, they're lucky if their running backs get maybe 10 carries, maybe 15 carries. Everything else is going to be quick. It's going to be slants. It's going to be shooting down the field. That's what he's doing. I mean, Eli Manning, fantasy-wise, we're always talking fantasy. Eli Manning is a great pick. You know, you're in a fantasy league like I am. You know, you get 12th, 13th round. I mean, you're sitting on a quarterback. He's not a bad choice right there. Well, he's yeah. in it. He's an Iron Man. I mean, the guy's the ultimate Iron Man. He's not... He's never suspended for anything, and he's certainly never hurt. I mean, uh, knock on wood, hopefully he's all right, because I, I like Eli Manning. You know, I mean, you talk about a guy that's, you know, and he's had some bad offensive lines, you know, where he's taken a beating. I mean, you want to talk a tough kid. Eli Manning is tough. tough. Yeah, he's got that look, though. He's got that look like he's, uh, yeah. Yeah, he got the look that even if he's not getting hit, he looks confused. I know. Yeah, he looks like he got hit just coming off the bus. He's, he's, right. he's, got, he's got that dumb face. He's too not. Yeah, so listen, he's, coming, he's an ugly guy. But I mean, again, listen. You know, a lot of you know a lot of teams out there would love to have Eli Manning. You know that that's the thing we of talked course. about this uh, a couple of weeks ago. Is that you know there's not a lot of quarterbacks that are really out there. There's really not a lot of quarterbacks that you're saying, hey, you know what? This guy's gonna this guy's gonna throw for this this year. This guy's gonna do this this year. There's probably more question marks in the quarterback position than there are than there are you know stable guys that are there so I agree I agree when we were talking when you did the fantasy preview with us we're driving with Joe a few episodes back I told you if you're not going to get listen if you're not getting Rodgers Brady or Breeze you might as well wait you might as well wait for a quarterback I mean because those guys depending on how your league set up with extra points and things like that those guys may be worth a third I know someone in my league is going to grab a quarterback second round you know, maybe yeah. even first, maybe even late first. I got screwed with my pick. I got pick seven out of 12 teams. It's terrible. Terrible. Had you draft so, already? No, we, we pick out of a hat to do the draft order. We're in Ocean City every year. It's like uh, a tradition. Okay, okay. Nice. My, own daughter, my own daughter picked it out of the hat, so I can't even get mad at that. Allie picked it out yeah, of the hat. Yeah, my kids Listen, used to do that, too. My, yeah, you want to hear something? My, my son, when he was a baby, used to do that same thing, too. And you want to know what? Now he's got what? his own team in the league. Yeah, it's a way to, a way to raise own, him. Now Nicholas has got his own team in the league, yeah. So, the character. Now, good. Now he's kicking ass and taking names. Now he's taking your money. <laughs> yeah, he's losing my money, yeah. <laughs> hey, I got to tell you, let me ask you, considering we're talking about fantasy, those first six picks off, off right now are going, you know, split it, Bell Johnson, whoever you want. Then it's Zeke. Yeah. Then it's, then it's um, Antonio Brown. 
you know, you got – I'm looking at guys at the seventh pick, and it's coming down to Mike Evans from Tampa Bay or, well, AJ, or A.J. Green from Cincinnati or, or the old man, LaShawn McCoy. And I'm like, you know, what, what would you do in that spot if you're looking at those three? At those three, you're talking McCoy, Green, or Mike Evans? Yeah, in a PPR league. Uh, I mean, it's funny. I mean, so the secure pick right there would probably be Green, right? He's going to get his touches. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying that, you know, Tampa Bay actually this year might actually turn out to be a pretty decent team. So Evans is certainly a riskier pick. He always does really, really well, but he's on the Bucks, and the Bucks haven't been good since they beat the Raiders in 03. So, right. I mean, no, he's not really a kind of a – a sexy guy. They haven't really had any, you know, any receivers that, you know, have been, you know, top receivers, sexy receivers. Vincent Jackson was always the same kind of guy, right? Like, all right, I got Vincent Jackson, yep. you know. You kind of get him late because you're underestimating his talent because he's still he's a receiver on the Buccaneers. So um, then you go with McCoy? Right there, I'd, I'd probably have to go with Green. Green? Okay. Now, yeah, I mean, McCoy, I don't know. I don't know what has McCoy got left. That's what I feel. Now, what if I go complete dark horse and grab, like, Aaron Rodgers with the seventh pick in the first round? Then I oh, say I don't have to. you're, you're yeah. asking me out of those three. If I got the seventh pick, I'm not taking any of those three. Who are you taking? Right there? If it's, if, if it's no keeper league or anything like that? Yeah, I'm right. certainly going to take I'm certainly gonna take an Aaron Rodgers right there. I would probably take a Julio Jones that you didn't mention over there. Um, I would take, um, you know, uh, Mm, well, we're saying Julio's going to be one of those top six. So if McCoy okay, falls, okay. Okay, if someone takes McCoy, Julio oh, falls, no, no I brain. Certainly go, I'd certainly go Rodgers there. Okay. And I'd then you don't have to worry Rogers about a quarterback. The only time you're worried about a quarterback then is in his bye week. You don't have to worry about a quarterback in the draft. You could pick up somebody off the waiver wire when his bye week comes, let somebody else get injured. I know I was thinking about it too. I was definitely thinking about it too. Hey, yeah. uh, two, two last things because I know you're driving – and we got to yeah. get going. Give me, give me. What do you think about the Yankees? Are the Yankees for real now? After making a few moves, or what? You know, I got to be honest with you. I have not followed the Yankees at all. I would not be the person to even ask about it. I know that they're hanging in there, but uh, I don't. I couldn't tell you five players on the Yankees. I you don't. I you don't, don't like the judge, the judges' chambers. You don't no, like that. I know him. I know they got that get Hicks. I know that they got Gardner and Tanaka. Those are the only four guys I can even name. On the team. <laughs> I don't follow them. Um, I will follow them when it comes down in in September. I'll only follow them so I can root against them because I can't stand them. I hear you. I hear you. And so let me. The Mets have gone a different way, and now we can put oh, that to geez. rest. I mean, I think. They were bad, but it was pretty ugly watching what happened to them this weekend. They're they're completely done. Um, I think Collins gets the boot, unfortunately. If he probably would have been able to get that team to 500, uh, even a little bit more, um, he certainly would have kept his job. It's kind of really tough. Terry Collins. I mean, I said it. I said it a few episodes ago. Also. Yeah, I got all pissed off because I went to the bagel store and I got the stupid speckle guy with the butter and gave me nothing. And I, ah. I, I walk out of there, I walk out of there all freaking pissed off. And he's got me thinking about the Mets. And I went off on Terry Collins. I, you were just saying about Todd Bowles. Probably a nice guy, go have a beer with, hang out, joke around. Yeah, in his personal life, I'm sure Terry Collins is a good dude, right? But in baseball, the major league game just seems like it's too big for him. 
It really does. Because even on the biggest stages, even when we get a little lucky, and you got to get a little lucky in, in every sport, but even in the biggest stages, he's crumbled to me. He's, he's let it up. He's let Harvey in too late. This year, you got the injuries. The players are telling him, nah, I don't want to go get an MRI. Okay, you still go back out there. He doesn't have any leadership qualities that I've seen. Yeah. Since he's been. Well, the Harvey thing, the Harvey thing is, uh, is something that, you know, that, that'll always, you know, in the, uh, that was in the World Series a couple of years ago. And, 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 you know, that's debatable. That's a 50-50 throw up, you know. If he goes in there, I mean, you got to remember Harvey, that year that he had, I mean, we, want, we all root for Harvey to do well because we wanted him to. And, and so listen. is Terry, so I, I get that. You're a Mets but, fan. Uh, I'm a Mets fan. Watching that game. You wanted Harvey to go back out that next inning. I wanted yeah, Harvey. Everybody to go, did. I, I, and listen, I wanted him too. I admit, I wanted Harvey back out there. He the gave him an extra he, batter, though. He listen, gave him one too many moment, batters. That's what it was. That you're absolutely right. The moment one guy gets on, you say, "Hey, you know what, Matt? I'll wow. go with you." The moment you put somebody on base, your behind's coming out, and that's what you do. And but again, something as simple as that, he does not do. He just but doesn't do it. He does. You know? He doesn't. But if. But the other part of it is, who would they have brought in if they took Harvey out? They would have brought in Familia, who right. was great all year, and then he sucked in the freaking World Series. So, but you could also you, you, you could you could also make an argument though. You don't bring in Familia there, and you win the game. Now, where's Familia's confidence? Because it's not a game seven. So, where's Familia's confidence now for the rest of the series? You're going to need him. Yeah. You yeah, know? I mean, look, we can always go back in hindsight there. Yeah. I think the Mets are uh, – I think it's terrible today in, in Major League Baseball. There's one other quick thing I, want, I actually want to get to ask you about, but, you know, sad to hear uh, about Darren Dalton dying today as well as uh, yes. as well as the uh, former Yankee, Don Baylor. I know, I know. I saw that. I, I follow uh, – I follow Lenny Dykstra and Nails, you know, and he he's all yeah, yeah. he's all crazy. Yeah. He's got his issues, but he, you know he was yeah. even he had something nice to say on uh, on Facebook and stuff like that. Darren, Darren Dalton was a beast, clutch hitter. Darren Dalton was awesome, man. He was awesome. Yeah. I I, used to, yeah. I love Darren Dalton, but he's uh, fifty five years old. It's terrible, man. Cancer is fucking, you know. But one thing I want to just ask you is, what are your thoughts on Colin? Colin Kaepernick not getting signed by anybody. And I know there's a lot of people that are thinking out there, oh, well, you know, uh, you know, he's being blackballed or whatever. Like, what are your thoughts on the whole Colin Kaepernick not having a home? Well, listen, you got to first start with what he did. I mean, when he, when he kneeled for, for, the, for the flag and for the anthem, once he did that, I'm screaming at the TV, get your ass up. Well, who are you to kneel? Now, you look at it a little time later. So now I try to reflect on it, and I say, listen, I wouldn't do that. That's not how I'd go about it. The guy supposedly has given money to other organizations and stuff on the side. It's the way he wanted to protest. He can get away with that in San Francisco. You can get away with that in California. There's some parts of the country you cannot get away with that. and that's just Right, but a lot of people are saying that, that the owners are collectively blackballing him because there are a lot of places like San Francisco where you could get away with that, or maybe a more right. liberal kind of way, you know. But right. there's also a lot of places that you could also get away with it that are NFL teams. And well, because you know, saying, he well, did you know, if, yeah. here's, here's my answer. Here's my answer. He did himself no favors. If you remember, you look back a few months ago, he started coming out saying, I won't kneel. I'll find another way 
to protest. So now you're leaving it out there. Okay, he, he came out and said he's not going to kneel. Well, what's this other way? Is it going to be week to week? You know, everyone gave the Jets crap for bringing in Tebow because he was a distraction. I mean, you're, you, this is the biggest distraction in sports right now. So well, for everyone who gave the Jets opposite. crap. He's a complete, yeah. yeah, right, right. I mean, oh, complete different. He's come from a complete different angle. But just as far as distraction, then you bring him into the locker room. And you bring him to the locker room, you're going to get half the people who agree with him, half the people who don't. So now as a coach and an owner, you are bringing somebody in, whether he can play or not, that is going to completely divide the locker room. Even if they say it doesn't, they're going to completely divide it. And what are you going to do? You're going to put him on the Cowboys. Jerry Jones just came out the other day and said, anyone who doesn't stand, you're getting cut. I so, saw that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, so are they blackballing him? You know, to an extent, because, hey, listen, the owners have a responsibility. The owners have a responsibility to the team. They have a responsibility to their fans and to the city. That stuff, that's not flying in Dallas. That is not flying in Dallas. No way. With the spectacle that the Cowboys can be at times anyway, and usually are, that's not flying there. Where does he want to go? He wants to go to Pittsburgh. I was thinking maybe, you know, the whole Rooney Rule thing, everyone, you know, is kind of nice over there, like give people second chances. He's going to go to Pittsburgh. He's not going to go to these places. They're going to – where's he going to go? And, you know, is it black? Is it right or wrong? I, you know what? You, you're older. I'm older. I'm 36. Right and wrong after a while. You got If you are a grown man and you're going to say, this is important to me, I'm going to kneel for the anthem, and I'm going to get attention, speak about things that I believe in, hey, you know what? More power to you. You're a grown man. You're not a kid who's misguided. You're a grown man making millions of dollars. If that's what you want to do, then, hey, you know what? That's your right to do that in this country. But it's also, you then can't have your cake and eat it, too. You can't say, oh, well, now I'm being black. Well, yeah, because guess what? Whenever you make a stance on something, someone's going to get pissed off. Someone's not going to like it. And you have to be as a grown adult, as a grown man, as someone who's in the spotlight. You have to say to yourself, you know what? This may be the last year of football I play, but this cause that he's saying he, he represents is bigger than football. So you know what? You have to make – that's a calculated risk. And if it's bigger than football, then don't cry to me that you can't find a team. Go. Help everything out. Help everybody. Go in the inner cities like he's doing. Give money. Do whatever you got to do. And I don't care if he's playing on the team or not. My whole thing is, though, you can't cry about it. You knew what you were doing. And if this, if this meant so much to you, then what are you complaining about? Because your, your, your whole thing, your whole message is so much bigger than where you're getting your next paycheck because that's what you made it about. You didn't make it about the 49ers. You didn't make it about your, your teammates. You made it about this issue that you feel very strongly about. Hey, you know what? I respect anyone who feels strongly about anything. Fine, go ahead. I don't have to like it. You don't have to like it. But you know what? You're a grown man. You need to weigh the pros and cons before you do something. And if he didn't, shame on him. And this well, is one I, of the, know, this I is fully agree with you. Yeah, this well, is one of the here's, here's the thing. I, I fully agree with you because, uh, you know, two quick things. One, you said, uh, I think on our last call, I think it was about alignment or something like that, and Jimmy Johnson with something like, you know, if he could do whatever he wants with Troy Aikman. You know, if yeah. Colin Kaepernick is just not that good anymore. So right. if he was – if Colin Kaepernick was playing right now the way that, you know, Tom Brady or somebody was, you know, made, a team would definitely pick him up. He's Absolutely. not that good. So that, that is one big part of it. But then 
you know, exactly. You got to, you know, he, he also reaped the benefits. If you remember, right after that happened, the biggest jersey sales that were out there on the market were Colin Kaepernick's jersey. Mm-hmm. So you had a lot of those kids that agreed with him and people or, or whoever that agreed with him that were going out and buying his jersey that he was making all of that money off of right. because of right. what he did. But he also has to look at the flip side of it now that, you know, the owners could have their say and say, all right, you know, fine, you could go and do this. You know, the, the Niners let you do that. You know, you're a, you, you, number one, are not that great of a player. Number two, you're right. You, you've, you've kind of made your bed, and now you're going to sleep in it. And, and I and think – I think, I think at the end of the day, it was nobody's ever really kind of ever done that. And if you remember the images of it, um, you know, where these military, you know, personnel are standing there holding a flag in a game, and he's kneeling down, and you know, and and he was the face of it. I know that there were a lot of other. I know that there were a lot of other players that did it, but he was yeah. kind of the face of it, and that was kind of like, you know. Yeah fitting in somebody's face, but I also fully do agree with you. I'm all for freedom of speech. Did it piss me off? Yeah. Was I like, yeah. so like livid about it? Yeah, I was kind of livid about it, but I was more kind of questioning, like, why doesn't he go, if he's so concerned about all these things, why doesn't he do something to help fix it? Why doesn't he go speak in inner cities? Why doesn't he go and try to go and, and educate kids about, you know, Staying now, in school in, in, in these places in Chicago or these, these right, high-crime right. areas. Now, to his that, credit, to his credit, supposedly he has done that. Since okay. So, to his and – that, and, that's, and that's the thing. And you know what? I don't know if you'll agree at this point, too. I, you know, I turn on ESPN. I turn on the NFL Network. And, of course, it's a story every five minutes. They're talking about something with Kaepernick. And – some of them, you know, you got these bleeding hearts out there who are like, oh, I can't believe it. They're blackballing them. Of course they're blackballing them. Yeah, you don't know, wake up. Oh, well, what is this? What's the message we're sending to our kids? What's the message we're sending around the country that you can't speak up? No, 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 no. That is not the message. That has never been the message for the 36 years I've been alive and, and in this country the entire time since I, w- I was born. And that has never been the message. The message is this, and a lot of people miss it. I wonder. If, I want your thoughts on this. It's not that Kaepernick can't speak up. That's not the message that we should be taking home to our kids. What we should be taking home to our kids is when our kids turn to us and say, oh, man, that's messed up. He doesn't have a job. Wait a minute. He's a grown man. He's an educated man. He made those decisions. Now, if you feel that strongly, like I just said before, fine. Go ahead. Knock yourself out. But you know what? You can't cry about it. If I feel very strongly about something and I make that decision and it backfires and it doesn't work, guess what? I cannot cry about it. You pick yourself up and you move on. This is a big issue. It's been an issue ever since he started doing it. You're right. He got other players from other teams. The message that I take home, if my kids ask me a few years from now, hey, what was that Kaepernick issue? You know, it was messed up that he was. No, listen, he's a grown man. He's a grown man who made a decision, who felt very strongly. We respect those feelings. I don't have to like how he did it. You don't have to like how he did it, but I respect those feelings. But guess what? The moment it goes wrong, then don't turn around and start blaming people. Because if you're a 12-year-old, 13-year-old kid, or even younger, and you make that decision, you get suspended from school. Or all of a sudden, people are you know, uh, uh, mad at you. Your friends are mad at you. Hey, you're, you're young. You're still learning. This kid's an educated guy, all right? 
He knows what's going on. He grew up in a good family. You know, this is this is one of those things where, hey, he wanted to make a stand. Yeah, hey, guess what? Right now, it's not working for you as far as where your next paycheck comes from. Don't cry to me about it. You made that yeah. decision. Yeah, well, uh, listen, he, he absolutely did. I think at the end of the day, I think a lot of other people will turn around and say, well, you know, they gave Hackman Jones and all these other guys, you know, Tank, Tank Johnson and all these other different guys that had these issues where there were, you know, violence or hitting, you know, uh, you know uh, gun violence or whatever the hell they were doing in clubs and all, all these other different issues. You know, they never let Ray, uh, Ray Rice back, but, you know, they let Adrian Peterson back at the issue with his, with his kid and stuff like that. So they're thinking, listen, he never hurt anybody. He never got pressed, you know, put on any charges. All he did was make a, a statement from right. a, from a, but with that said, part? that it doesn't, we on, you know, we live in a society where, you know, I'm not saying what those guys did was right. It certainly was not right that, Pac-Man Jones did whatever. But right. you got to look at the visual. When you hear something or you hear about something, not saying that it's right, but when you saw the visual of Ray Rice hitting the girl, it put a face on it. Adrian Peterson, I guarantee if they would have showed a video of him whacking his kid in the leg with a, with a, with a, with a, with a stick, he would have been done. So the visual is the biggest part where people had their eyes and they could see this guy with kind of a, 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 a you know, puss on his face, kneeling down while everybody's singing the national anthem. You know, right. that really adds to it. So you have the visual part of it, you know, that adds to it. The Ray Rice and the guy, you know, he punched his wife. You saw it. You saw it. So when you see that visual there, you know, it really does add to it. It hits your feelings. Because you can't get it out of your mind. You're absolutely right. And what kills me is all these people on TV saying, like you said, you know, they're saying they blackballed him. Okay, maybe they are. Wake up. This is this is the real world, people. You know, if you if you're gonna say, oh, well, they got all these old white owners and they're being racist to Kaepernick, I don't know those people. Maybe they are. But if you knew that beforehand, then you can't cry about it afterwards. Right now, you got a bunch of people, you know, everywhere in society, that are like, hey, you know what? It's okay if I mess up. As long as I say I'm sorry, everything's going to be all right. And this country does forgive people. It forgives, it's, it's the biggest thing. If you come out and lay on the sword and say I'm sorry for what I've done, most of the people will forgive you 100% of the time. But he hasn't come out and said that. This is no, he came out and said that he's not voting. Right. I don't vote. This, right. I don't this vote. Is, I mean, he, and you he know what? That's the, the thing. That's the thing. And you know what? He's going to be a big distraction. He's going to split the locker room. Everything we said for a backup or a number three quarterback. So, you know what? Any team that gets him, and I do think he will sign with the team, any team that gets him, I hope they give that owner and that GM as much crap as they gave the Jets when the Jets brought Tebow in. Because with, forget the message, just talk distraction in the locker room. It's, it's, it's even worse. It's even worse. And Tebow wasn't the first guy who just scored a touchdown and prayed. But you know what? He did the Tebow down on the knee, Tebow time, and he was the face of that. So he was coupled with that, that he was that he was a distraction, just like Kaepernick. He was the first one to do this. So he is the face of that movement. And you know what? 
God bless him. If this movement is that important to him, then you know what? You should have took. You should have done those pros and cons as a grown adult. Said, you know what? This may happen, and even if it happens, I'm okay with it because that's what people do. That's what responsible people do. We all have to make decisions in life, and we say to ourselves, if this doesn't happen, then I know I go to X, Y, and Z. Well, you know, if this doesn't work for me, I'm okay with it because I really believe in it. I really need to try it, and that's it. But these people on TV who are crying for him, listen, go scratch. You said it. He's not that good, and he's a distraction. So I don't care. Well, there's a couple of different things. So, so really, really quick, there was, there was, the, there was the Ben Roethlisberger, you know, cases that they had. Ben Roethlisberger is, you know, and, and I think he was acquitted of anything. I don't really remember the, the you know, the, the issues with Ben Roethlisberger and the accusations against him. Yeah, they were but calling ben him Right. But, yeah, but, ben but Ben Roethlisberger is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. That's why he has a job. You know, so, so they would deal with the bullshit that they had to deal with back then with Ben Roethlisberger, the Steelers would. Okay? You look at Tim Tebow, he doesn't have a light, you know, he's, He's not worth the distraction. The Jets took a, a, a chance right. on him. You know, uh, uh, you know, un- and he wasn't good enough. You know, Colin right. Kaepernick was not good enough. You know, right. uh, one other thing that comes to, to, to mind is that guy Michael Sam, right, the guy that came out as a, as yeah. a, as a gay NFL player. You know, yep. he's not in the NFL because he's not good enough to be in the NFL. Teams right. passed him up not because they didn't want to deal, you know, maybe they didn't want to deal with the hype of having a gay player or whatever, but, you know, a lot of the times it's just a cop-out for a guy that just really doesn't have it anymore, didn't have it from the beginning, to right. why teams don't take him. And then when the right. team – and then so that, that's a big part of it. It's not just that they don't want to deal with the social part of it. They just don't want to deal with the fact that I'm not going to – I'll deal with the social part of it if I know I'm getting a good player on the field. Okay? I agree. I'm not going to deal with the social part. What's the trade-off for me? So at the end of the day, that's what it is. Well, I'm, I'm going to deal – with cameras, and, and the Jets did that with Tebow. It didn't last long. And right. so did the Patriots and all these other teams <coughs> went and did that. But at the end of the day, what's the trade-off? What's the pros and cons? I mean, you look at anything in life, like what's the give and what's the take? Is if, if, if the give is more than what the take is here, you know, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense, right? It's all game of ratios. So at the end of the day, am I, is Colin Kaepernick having a second or third round pick worse having the circus around my locker room. And it's not. It has nothing to do with black or white. It has nothing to do with right. what he I did. agree. I it, agree. It's, 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 it's what comes with him. And unfortunately, the story and the cameras and all that other bullshit that, uh, that is his, uh, the, the social experiment that he wanted, that, or, or his stance that he wanted to do, is unfortunately more powerful than what he's going to be able to give you on the field. So that's his yep. own problem. You know what? If he would have yep. came out when – he wasn't a starter last year, Joe, if you remember when that happened. Dude, they only got I, a chance just, when he came in. He won one game last year. Listen, he won one listen, game. If he came in just, and destroyed, he'd have a job. You just took the words out of my mouth. Blaine Gabbert beat this guy out for a job. Harbaugh left the 49ers and exposed Kaepernick. Okay, Harbaugh's a miracle worker with these quarterbacks. He gets fancy with the offense. Remember the offense? He's doing crazy stuff when Harbaugh was over there in 49ers. Listen, and Harbaugh's a great coach, you know, and once he left, Kaepernick was completely exposed. He's losing his job to Blaine Gabbert and these other freaking guys. Blaine Gabbert's now a backup somewhere. So, again, maybe Kaepernick's not a backup. Maybe he's a third stringer. What's the point? These owners are in it for two things, championships and to make money. That's it. And you can't win a championship right now with everything going on around Kaepernick. And as far as money goes, 
maybe a little pump up from jersey sales and stuff. But other than that, you're going to have a lot of pissed off fans. And there's, it's a lose-lose right now for a lot of these owners. But I do think as it gets closer to the regular season, someone is going to give him a flyer. I wouldn't be surprised if he finds a team even a few weeks into the preseason. They roll him out there the fourth game of the preseason, see what the reaction is. If he plays well and the reaction is not that bad, maybe he makes a team. If he plays like crap and the reaction is bad, then they say, look, it's not us, it's him, he's not that good. And I I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. I think that needs to happen, honestly, for the league because a lot of people are saying stuff about the owners. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. You see in a week or two, he signs with some team. They'll roll him out there. They'll say he's not ready until the fourth preseason game. He's got to learn the system, the whole nonsense. They'll play that political game. They'll roll him out there. And, look, if he lights the world on fire, he'll probably make a team. And if he doesn't, he won't. But at least I think that will happen in the next few weeks. But, Jimmy, listen, man, it's been uh, over a half an hour driving with Joe, with the, uh, the Greek on every week. Jimmy came from West Islip. So, so thank you, man. Every week we're going to get at you. It's going to get even more specific, obviously, once football season comes. Last thoughts, the other podcast I did since being back was about Charles Oakley. What are your thoughts about that? Give me something quick. Uh, Charles Oakley, what he did, what did I, I, anything happen today? Well, he had to, he, the whole thing is he's got an accept a plea deal where he's banned from the garden for a year. So he's crying about it a little bit. You know, I, I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know what preceded what happened and all of that other stuff and what you had. So, you know, I, I, I don't really know. I mean, to be quite honest with you, I think the Knicks got a lot bigger problems than having Charles, Charles Oakley in there. I agree. The, Knicks have, the Knicks have a lot more, you know, problems. So is it sad? He was a guy, he was kind of that, you know, he was really like a, kind of the face of that team, right? He was the grit. He was the ones that went in there and got and everything yeah. and then see how yeah. that, see that, that happened. But, you know, I don't know. I was not there. I just saw the video, so you don't know what right. was said. You just kind of saw. So, but listen, you know, I don't know. I don't know what happened. That's why I have to go from Kaepernick to Oakley because just like I went off on Kaepernick once she asked me the question, Oakley's a 50, 60-year-old man. You're sitting a few rows away from the owner. You're saying whatever. Maybe it's under your breath or whatever. You know he doesn't like you. You know you're not even welcome. Hey, guess what? You went into another man's house and you talked crazy. So now you're suspended or banned or whatever word you want to use. You are not allowed back in that house. It's pretty simple to me. It's just, hey, he feels like I played on this team. I'm allowed to do whatever the hell I want. No, you played on the team. You don't own the team. And like I said, James Dolan, I think he sucks. I think he's, he's an embarrassment, you know. But, hey, guess what? He owns the team. He's little, he's, he's little daddy's billionaire son. So he owns the team. You went in. You disrespected him. So now you deal with the consequences, just like what we were just saying for the last few minutes about Kaepernick. Okay, he, people feel disrespected by what he did. Owners, families, fans, cities, and you know what? If you did that, you got to live with that. You got to live with it, and you got to deal with the repercussions. But uh, Jim, yeah, man, I, I, everybody just saw the visual. Nobody really saw exactly what happened that was in there. So you know, it's it's, it's all hearsay. Nobody knows that, and, and and I fully agree with you. If he went in there and he made a big stink about that, and he and he was and he was out of line, it, nobody's got carte blanche to go in there and do that. You know what I mean? So uh, I really can't. I, I I agree with you there, brother. He got a little fresh. Hey, that's it, man. The Greek once a week. 
Jimmy, thanks again, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks for having me. Let it fly.